Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Pineda, Pineda, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> Other superhero content will get you more aroused. I'll put it that way. Just getting fun. Maybe it's grenadine. Alfred's not here anymore, and the only thing I can make is peanut butter and jelly. That got a little bit on me. I'm sorry, I scared you. No, we're not Superman. Okay. That ho. No, we're you, not doing you. Yeah, no, not that guy. Okay. This is. We are now live with the Triforce Podcast. We are live with the 228th podcast for Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This, of course, is the Triforce Podcast, of course, and I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. To my left is our Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins, and in the Purjanger box, we have our old man, Christopher Bristow, and flying in all the way from Thermoscara, one Katarina Thermoscara. Wonderful woman! Even Link's happy to see her. And, of course, our never-depressence that is our producer, Big Brother. And, of course, uh, we start off the podcast every week with uh, guiding you over here to pjandwh.com, where you're going to find all the crazy, luggy, and nuttiness right up top in the funniest moments. And then you'll also find the... Lug Nuts podcast, which was last week, was Fisher Price Freestyle, Little Corolla that could. <laughs> I think I commented on that one. You did. <laughs> Two I, of the most beautiful, uh, most gorgeous podcasters <laughs> with an awesome goatee. Two of the awesome goatees or something. Yeah. Like that. It was awesome. We yeah, loved, I was talking about it. the one car too. Also. You did. You did. Yeah. We commented. We eventually ra- wrapped back around to it. Yeah. Try and circle around. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the the comments don't pop up on it's this. Like uh, Streamlabs on the side. Circular circle. Feel it. It does. It's just super teeny. Oh no! On the podcast here, it pops up, but there's like a screen in front of us that usually they pop uh, up in front of, and they don't. I could fix that for you. Can you? Probably not right the second. But oh, yeah. Well, you, we'll worry about that later. Um, but um, we will start off this podcast by hopping over to the first story, ironically, um, which is old man found this artist, which her name is Rachel Matthews. You can find her on Instagram at at art by Renee, uh, Renee dot Reina, Reina. There you go, Renee, <laughs> Renee. Raya, you'll get it eventually. Don't worry. Someone, she got some good art. Look, it's, it's on art the by the, it's and but this is the big thing that we want to push out here is like right here you see Garrus, you see Mass Effect on either end, giggity, and amazing artwork. You scroll down a little bit, you see uh, the one right over there where she literally it's like you know face off with uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, but yeah, she great, literally great takes, movie by the way. Yeah, she literally takes her face off in that art image, and it's it like fantastic. <laughs> I want to take his face. Oh, take his I face. have those earrings. <laughs> these ones? No, these ones. Those, the, the ones coffin ones. Yeah, man. Which is great stuff on here, and that's why we want to highlight this first. And there she is right down here at the bottom below me. Don't smack her, don't smack her face. I'm not smacking her face. That's for the end credits, Giggy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different place. show, <laughs> but we yeah, that's a different show. But we do want to have her on. Um, maybe not now. Um, it in C seventeen, there, sir. <laughs> let's 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 see how funny we can make it. 
But she has a lot of great artwork, a lot of custom design in there. Oh, but hold on, right? This is one of the does. guys from um, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those big mushroom guys who's trying yeah. to stomp on Yes. You. I, I looked at her stuff when you put the page up there. She does really good work. Oh, yeah, yep. man. I'm really impressed by an amazing artist like I was yeah. gushing about before. But a lot of the custom, you know, jewelry and stuff like that, that's equally as impressive. We got to get her on. Absolutely agreed. Another thing we have to do is start off this podcast right, because that's not why we join here. Because tonight, an 80s remake, Machete's Bloody Suit, Wingsuit Meets Tornado, and much more on the Triforce podcast. But we start off with the first story, uh, which is going to be... Masters of the Universe Revelations dropped a teaser trailer online, and it is below in all of its glory. Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelations, the animated sequel series to the iconic 80s series following the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Looks close enough to my childhood for me. And there we go for the trailer. Um, The story centers around Taylor as she sets out in search of the missing power, uh, sort of power, in order to prevent the end of the universe. That seems like a noble, you know, quest to pick up on the billboard there. The series features an ensemble cast featuring uh, Chris Wood in the titular role alongside Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's Skeletor here in this trailer is fantastic. Yeah. It's it's chilling. It's really great. He does such a good voice for for, for uh, cartoons. Oh, yeah. His voiceover work is just, you know, it's a huge catalog, but all of them are just iconic. Like uh, a lot of big names in there. Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. Right out of Airbender. He's just had these classic voices. But we yeah. also have Sarah Michelle Geller, Liam uh, Liam Cunningham, uh, Lena Headley, Daedric Bader, Batman himself. He was a Batman. He was a comedic Batman. Alicia Silverstone. Giggity. <laughs> On Daedric Bader, not Alicia Silverstone. Well, I guess both, really. <laughs> I'll do a double giggity on that. Giggity, giggity. And then, of course, and of course, Stephen Root to boot. No giggity. No giggity. You see my stapler? (laughs) Development on (laughs) the adult. (laughs) We're going to have to move you to storage B. Yeah. Development on the adult focused animated series was. I said no thought. No thought. (laughs) When Netflix revealed it was working on two He Man projects, including a family oriented CG animated series. And uh, much like the uh, the Emmy-winning She-Ra and the Princess of Power, uh, the streaming platform would once again partner with Powerhouse Animation Studios, the series that took on the likes of Castlevania. So, especially with that trailer, I see Powerhouse in it, but it reminds me of those episodes I saw in syndication of He-Man. Right. It, it Gives the me art chills style watching it. Is updated enough that you know that it's new, but not so far away from the original that it feels like the Thundercat effect. Yeah, yeah. Where they you made it two even uni- universe Thundercats. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing. Oh! They did the same thing with, with the like Teen Titans, Titans as they did with Thundercats, yeah. though. 
they made them really cartoony and took all the fun out of it. And I really hope that this is a a much darker retelling of the He-Man stories. This I want this to be for us. No, like not for the new kids. Yeah. It would be a, just a lot of talking with bad lighting. Yeah, it does look. It does look. The trailer looks a lot darker. It, it looks a lot yeah. darker. Kevin Smith is involved, and he was a He-Man fan, and he was. And I've been listening to Fat Man Beyond since he got the fucking job, and he's been saying that he wants this to be for the He-Man fans, yeah, as well as for the people that just want to pick it up and haven't known He-Man. Like she said, I I believe that he's going to make it more geared towards the older fans than the new fans. But that's what Powerhouse Animation specializes in. It can't keep going on, so, like, they're not going to be able to keep... Obviously, it's about the last battle, right? Mike. Actually, it's it's about the last battle, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After so, the last battle, yeah. So it's not going to – he's he not going to – I don't it. believe he's going to keep it going. What? I can't t- – I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. That's- the, the thing is – Matt, Matt, edit that out later. That is now a sound I'm going to touch it. Yes. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to do it. There we go. No, I'm saying I have multiple that's sound that's drops now. This is great. We both had – We both cool. had I'm going to touch it. Screaming, screaming it, and Kelly just mouthing the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, Great podcast. I'm saying there'd be no point to making oh it geared towards new viewers because yeah. it, it's not going to keep going. Yeah. yeah, this feels like it's so, going to be a limited series, right? Did they exactly. say that it's going to be limited? I don't I feel like don't, they have anything beyond a couple of seasons planned. For I don't this. see anything beyond a couple seasons for this. Yeah. Um, I hope we don't. So it wouldn't be worth putting it towards new viewers. You're going to get well, more I see older them, viewers. Like She-Ra, I see them just expanding this universe just this take, one is geared just, more towards adults yeah just yeah, take the story the wherever the story is gonna go like castlevania and don't give it a good a couple horse. seasons and then end it now if you want to continue make a new story spinoff that's there's nothing wrong with a spinoff a spinoff is not a dirty word if it's done right giggity, giggity. i giggity. actually would have loved to see more of sorceress um and her story so i would be all for offshoots of this but each one if they decide to do it i almost would rather them do kind of like an anthology series where you get one season per character yeah to flesh out that character instead of them trying to make something new and and get like six or seven seasons out of it they also had a plan for a live action reboot though no thank you keep it like that (laughs) but the the actor who was playing he-man walked out and now it's kind of in limbo smart man smart man don't touch okay. That. Leave it alone. I mean, if you're an actor and you're like, "Damn, I get to play He-Man," and you're like, "Nope, never mind," that does not bode well. Well, you can't really, yeah. Find someone with some balls and get in there. What's Dolph Lundgren doing? Find somebody with that balls. wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, he looks like him, but I don't know if he's <laughs> not now. I, I don't <laughs> care if you get a woman to do the guys to do his voice. Make yeah, it sound like yeah. He-Man. Make it a monkey for all I care. A talking horse. Make it sound like he Amazing things you can do with CGI. But you'll be able to check out the first (laughs) part of He-Man July 23rd (laughs) on Netflix. They're doing the split uh, sandwich here on this anime. Shun. Not anime. (laughs) But Shun. Shun. I mean, it looks very anime-ish, so I would have accepted. But... I mean, they do that with their anime on Netflix to where they will just chop that shit in half. It's like Batman. Yeah, you'll think, oh, my God, they got a new series? Oh, no, you're just finishing the fucking story. 
And then you're like, oh, damn. And then they do it again. You're like, fuck, this so is really jacked. Yeah. He's so jacked. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. he man has not skipped the gym, all right? His Wherever head. he was in the last 40 years, he no, no, that's not all skipped. Ma- his that's head not looks him. so that's unproportional magic, to his body, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all yeah, magic, but if bro. you it's saw, he was like skinny, and then he, he held up the sword, and then he transferred into that. So it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk, where only a certain yes. amount of him yeah, expands. Except he has control. Him, his head but here's the thing: when you, we're watching this trailer, and we you hear, "I have the power," you're just like, "Oh my god, it's fucking He Man!" You Chills. just, you know, right <laughs> down there, man. That's what I loved the about this story. Time I got a chill like that is when the first live action uh, Transformers came out and you heard the transforming noise. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that when they released yeah. that first trailer and you oh, got that God, noise yeah. right at the end and you were like, oh. That chill, you know what I mean? Yes. That's oh, what I'm I got from this trailer. Like you know? That's my Mufasa. Oh, by the power of Grayskull, I knew that Kevin Smith was the right person to put on for this project. Yeah. He's very passionate about the things that he does. For better or for worse, you can't yeah. say that he doesn't give everything that he's got in every project that he does. So Even Tusk. Just in that alone, plus with the people he's teamed up Even with. Even Chasing Amy is a good movie. It is, yeah. man. It was just on the One of my though. favorites is Dogma. Dogma. Yes. They're all good. Um, Clerks. Clerks. T- they're all good oh movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. They're the all, they have so many, they have so much small comedy that, that just yes. like makes you crack up that you're just like, not, not even need to put that. You don't even need to put that in there. But it's dogma hilarious. is that, on a whole other echelon. Moment, sir, yeah, sir. dogma's on a whole other echelon shared because moment. of I will give it to one reason, even though there's multiple. George Carlin. <laughs> you have George Carlin, and then you <laughs> on top of that you have Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as the and main Alan antagonist. <clears throat> and Alan Rickman. Yeah. I'll take Anna a Lana shot. Not the dickless angel. I am anatomically incorrect as a Ken doll. <laughs> I'll take a shot in the mouth that gets me a couple hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cl- just classy movies. Oh, well, all right, not classy. So but. I am no, not classy at all. That was the wrong word. Wow. We had Mark it's Hamill comedies. as Cockknocker. <laughs> it's the kind of you know work that Mark Hamill's willing to do. <laughs> that wasn't part of the script. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, not again. <laughs> you know what? I think they just need to I love when the lightsaber comes out and it's like, and like at the end it like bing. But you know, he just needs to get everybody in the stuff together and and you know blow the scene because the next story is three, two, one, let's jam. Say, can we just make the whole episode about this one thing? <laughs> we could. <laughs> so we could, but there's a video below because Netflix's live action take on Cowboy Bebop is coming this, this fall. Oh yeah, that's the video right there. All right. Leave it. I'll right. uh, leave the sound. I just want to hear a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if we get pulled off. I I want to hear this. Do it right there. I think it's time we blow this thing. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Just say no TikTok. All right, that's enough. But that's the video. I love that fucking audio. All right? I don't care if we get pulled off for it or get copyrights. Give them the money. Whoever fucking gives money for this shit. But Cowboy Bebop has announced, uh, Netflix has announced a long-awaited live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop will premiere this fall. 
science fiction noir western infused bounty hunting series will also feature new music from the anime's original composer Yoko Kano, which is the reason why I wanted to have Yoko that audio Uro. in there because it's very jazz. Most anime intros are very, you know, iconic in their own way. Like right. One true. Punch Man, you know, uh, Naruto, Connor? you know, Dragon Ball Z. They all have their iconic yep. intros. But Cowboy Bebop, on top of it being a Western in space, it's bounty hunters doing bounty hunting shit long before the Book of Boba Fett or the Mandalorian. We had Cowboy Bebop. Buck Rogers. Fuck Buck Rogers. We have Cowboy Ooh. Bebop. <laughs> Damn, I know that was blasphemous. Laser pistol fired. <laughs> Fuck Cowboy Bebop. We have space balls. All right, you got me there. Um, They've gone to plaid. <laughs> so did Elon. Um, but that's a different show. That's a different show. I can, was waiting to see if you would one. do that. Yeah, that, no. Yeah, that, that was a, be, that was a great. That's a different show. You can find that also. That was a really was great segue. Yes, <laughs> but there is unfortunately no trailer alongside this announcement. They just wanted to show you the you know classy music and let you know. But fans have been really going wild over John Cho's hair in that because yep. he looks just like Spike Spiegel and Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black. I love that. And uh, Danielle Pinda as Faye Valentine. Pineda. 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 Let's call the whole thing off. I think that was actually planned, sir. I'd wear the hat, but I've left it at work. But He's getting so good at this. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh, um, but Camera mode. Yeah, reports first surfaced on Netflix about this production in 2017. They held it off because of the pandemic, and then of course, uh, they held it off again a little bit because John Cho, fuck it, uh, he, he fucked up his knee on a stunt. So, of course, you got to let that heal. So now we're getting it this fall, the live-action adaptation. A lot of people, especially in the chat, are torn between another anime live adaptation. That's why I wanted to go to this one on top of my little, you know... Uh, sound fetish there but side of transformers and castlevania um and i think there's one other one but the ones prior to that you know because we had full metal alchemist and and that was like a live adaptation and that suffered it was that suffered because of cgi if they put better cgi in that then they would have been good now we're getting 10 episodes of this and this uh the it's written by one of the screenwriters of Thor Ragnarok, Christopher Yost. So that's why I'm really excited for Cowboy Bebop. Because, like I said, this is one of my favorite anime of all time. I log in, I, I will watch this anime probably until I die. That's how much I love this one. And with Thor Ragnarok writer, Thor Ragnarok was probably the best Thor movie of them all. And and ninety percent of that was well, ad libbed. Yet. yet we haven't seen Thor: Love and Thunder, but as of yet, that is the best of all. That that was the best movie because it was ninety percent of it was ad libbed. Yeah, it was just like here's the basic concept of the scene and go. Well, Kate Blanchett, you had a whole bunch of talent in there as well. 
it fucking, really uh, shined. Je- uh, Jeff Goldblum. Shit, that's yeah. a great movie. So we'll have to see if this will live up to it. That's really, I, I really hope that Cowboy, be, especially John Cho, he was in Star Trek, heralding fucking Kumar, man. Yeah. How could you not love Harold and Kumar? I like the first one. The Guantanamo right, Bay one was kind of, yeah. You didn't like how they smoked like, weed with George W. Bush? He, was, he, was <laughs> he put a little coke like, in it. Uh, wasn't he like a speechwriter or something for uh, President Obama at some I point? I think he was. Yeah. No, I think that was the uh, I think that was the other one. <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. Really? You're just going to throw that out there and say, yeah. I don't remember his name, though. Well, then I'm going to look it up. Yes. Cat. Thank go, you. Go Google. <laughs> See what it is. Yeah. I'm full of them tonight. Um, but. Yeah. Never mind. Ten episodes of this Easy story. Joke. We will only hope that we get a lot more of this next story because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel adds Issa Rae to the cast. Issa Rae has become the first new cast member announced to the upcoming Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse sequel, as per The Hollywood Reporter. The insecure actress has joined Sony Pictures' animation project and, according to sources, will be lending her voice to the role of Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. That's pretty exciting, because in this recent Marvel-verse, we haven't seen a lot of Spider-Woman at all. We've seen it a little bit into the, like, Spider-Man Ultimate show, or they had their whole Spider-Verse kind of season, but Spider-Woman's been pretty absent. We have that, uh, who is it, Olivia uh, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Munn? I think it was Olivia Wilde's directing the uh, Cool Shades. She's not directing <laughs> that, but she's directing the Spider-Woman movie for Sony. But now we have Spider-Woman on top of the other cast that we had involved here, which was also what we had in the last movie. We have uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are also returning to the series as credited co-writers to the screenplay alongside David Callum, uh, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Tang Rings. Uh, Lord and Miller will, will serve as producers with Amy Pascal, A.B. Evrod, and Christine Steinberg, Alonzo Ruvacol... Uh, Ruva Klob? Ruva Kalb? That is a difficult one. Give it a spin. Ruva Kaba. There we go. Ruva Kaba. I need a, a Jeopardy. Ding, 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 ding. Ruva Kaba. Ruva Kaba. Alonzo Ruva Kaba. Bam. Um, but Alonzo Ruva Kaba. Will be yeah, that was good. You like those those R rolls. Yeah. That's impressive. That's great. Yeah, they make that are. a drop. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's great R rolls, giggity. Um, official plot details for the film are still tightly webbed up for the moment, but Into the Spider Verse Two Electric Boogaloo is currently scheduled for theatrical release October seventh of twenty twenty two, and we're reportedly getting Japanese Spider Man. The actual actor, I think, yeah, he's still alive. We're getting him in the movie. The guy who. Pretty much gave us Power Rangers and all the Mecha Transformers cool. and all that. That guy in that original Japanese series. He's I watched that documentary. It's so amazing, isn't it? It's fucking fantastic on Disney it Plus. Is. You put Spider Man. I'm not in, a. I'm not out. I'm not a. Uh, 
Uh, Chris was right. It was Cal Penn that worked for the Obama administration. And there you um, go, Cal Penn. Yeah, yeah. Easy to mix them up. I'm not. I'm not really excited about the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Did you not like the first one? Not really. Um, To be honest with you, I'm. I'm not. I like Spider Man, but I'm just not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Spider Man as much as I am everything. I'm don't huge, give me that look, what? Because I don't like Spider Man as much. I'm a huge Spider Man fan, but I understand it's he's he's just not. There's slinging too your many con- of them now. He's just not slinging your web. Look, look, Katarina's getting upset at me. She's well, looking. Uh, she's I'm looking just, concerned. I'm simply a gog. Yeah, Why? Because I don't like Spider Man. I, yeah. I like Spider Man, but I don't like how there's about 16 versions of it now. There's always 16 I versions of it. I respect your passion. Of He's a spider totem. Spider. I'm still going to watch it and enjoy it. I'm just not as. Uh, all right, let me rephrase what I was. I'm not as excited at this as I am for, like, if another Super. Avengers movie came out mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm, I respect that. I it, you were just the first person that I've heard say that they didn't like it, so I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but I I respect your no, choice. I respect your choice oh, to not like it. But um, <laughs> but I am super excited about this, and I'm excited that they've cast Issa Rae to do Spider Woman. I I, I more enjoyed the art style. Does that. The art style was one of the reasons why I didn't watch it when it first came out because I wasn't a fan of what I had seen. But once I sat down to watch it, I ended up loving and appreciating what they were able to do. Yes. I rephrased myself. I'm not saying I'm not excited. I'm just not as excited as I would. I understand what you're saying, buddy. I mean, yes, other superhero content will get you more aroused. I'll put it that way. Just because it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk about all this. All this. Whoa. Sometimes, like <laughs> Silk, Spider-Man's what gets your, you know, pee-pee wet. All right? Oh, it's just what happens. Oh, you wrong went too far, man. Too far? Too far. Too well, then we're going to have to go to the too next soon. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next story. Um, yeah, terrible segue. That was a good segue. No! Can, you, can, can Connor redo that and say that was a terrible oh one? I'm sorry. You're not. You I already hit the button. cannot do that again. I already hit the button. Connor will one punch you in the face. He will one punch you in your wet pee-pee. Yeah. Uh, Title of the podcast. Um, <laughs> rumors say. Good night, guys. It's a great show. Yeah, yeah. The, um, rumors Even say the CEO is bouncing out on that one. Black Panther two star Tinoch uh, Hutura is our new Submariner. So essentially, he Tenoch was Huerta. Huerta, yes, Tinoch Huerta. <laughs> Like I said, I pr- I practiced all these names, and I knew I would fuck them up every single time. You know, but, I, I I love the passion and and the confidence that you use when you say them wrongly. <laughs> Absolutely, it sells the it joke. It makes it so much better rightly. for us to. <laughs> no, no, it sells the joke. But he was cast back in November, and we. Ha- now are getting rumors that he is going to be our submariner of the Illuminati. Further reports, two major Atlantean characters are being cast for the film, Namor's cousin, Namora, and uh, the warlord, Atuma, as the greatest enemy whose, plan- who- whose plans in the comics frequently involve causing war between Atlantis and the surface world. So that would fit right into 
you know, Wakanda forever. They already alluded to that in, uh, what was that, Endgame? It's where there were seismic tremors under there, but nah, it's just, you know, it's just a, it's the fault line, whatever. But Namor, you already have this guy. I like him as Namor because, what is it, uh, right down here, you look at Namor, I could go with that for that actor. He looks badass. You know? And Namor is the exact opposite of Aquaman. He's not half anything. He is all Atlantean, and he fucking hates the surface world. He's actually a mutant. So he's like his the, brother. Um, uh, uh, MCU comics. It's just like his brother. His brother was the same thing. His brother? I haven't read any Namor. I just... Whatever. It's his brother's uncle's cousin's college sister's former sister's roommate twice removed. <laughs> what does that make us? Friend. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But we could get Namor in this, which is exciting, you know, because Ryan Coogler proved that he's an expert at world building in Black Panther. Yep. So it's no surprise that with Black Panther two, Wakanda Forever, without Chadwick Boseman, you have to have that Wakanda grieving but also dealing with war i think that would be a premise for a good story and then having war Siri, never changes uh end up the next black <laughs> panther there will always be war because michael b jordan already said he's not involved in the movie he should be so we is know it's going to be, think that would be telling the truth though or is this one of marvel's who knows if any actor uh, is telling should, the truth 100 is this one of marvel's be. hey nda he 100 percent should be involved in this movie hey hey, hey he nda probably will be I agree. Um, the way that they stretch reality and bring back people that have allegedly died before, I don't see why they couldn't bring Killmonger back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he should take on the Black Panther mantle just yet. I, I do think maybe later on. Chance, but eventually, I could see him becoming. Henry is right. You write that series, they, huh? They can, you're writing. You're writing it for the future series. Well, no, I agree First with her. Of all, yes, I would love to do that. Thank you. <laughs> Second awesome. of all, I shouldn't do that because I am a white girl, and we don't need white girls writing these kinds of. Things. <laughs> all right, that's fair. But no, I agree with How you. How about in you the just accept the idea and say go? Yeah, no. <laughs> I I agree with you in the fact that if they take Siri as the Black Panther, and then. Have Killmonger come back and have him step up into this where, you know what, he really wasn't a bad guy. Maybe he would be good Black Panther. You know, he's already taken the, you know, the vine and everything. I think that if you give him an arc like they've given Bucky, like they've yeah. given Scarlet Widow, like yep. they've given anyone that's kind of started as a villain, and even like with Loki where they have him kind of going back and forth, there's no reason why somebody, we all could relate to why Killmonger um, ended up how he did. That was the like best part of Black Panther. Um, and even when at that final battle, when he said, and I'm going to mess up the quote, so I'm not going to try to quote it, but where he said that he, the, the same thing with the slave, um, the ones that jumped off the ship into the water because they yeah. knew it would be better to die than to, to be enslaved. Um, die as free men than to live as slaves. There is no reason why they can't bring him back. I think he is one of the few people that people would accept as a Black Panther. Yeah. 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 100%. And Michael B. Jordan followed in Chadwick's steps every part of his career. Yeah. So it would just be synonymous if he was able to, you know, to to be Black Panther. I mean, they could do it in a way where, you know, that – with all the, the, the quantum time traveling, they he could technically 
I mean, go through one of the rifts and now his memory's wiped and maybe, maybe and they're worried about. I almost is, but... prefer that he wasn't memory wiped for this. I think he needs to go. Yeah. Like, you know what? At the same time, though, maybe like, redemption arc. Maybe they're worried about because Chadwick's character was is is so hard to fulfill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because how important of a character he was that. Him following in his Black footsteps Panther, would kind of put that. Yeah, it, it, it kinda, feels it would, funny. It would, yeah, it would kind of be like kind of disrespectful would feel to us. It funny for the first couple of movies, but after he I represents it, this I, isn't new shoes that you buy at Payless. This is a character, you know. And when you're looking at the Black Panther, he is the leader of Wakanda. And when and you look at it, the character will always live on past the actor. And they already said they're not going to do that. At least right now. So we Not have now. to expect that they're going to go with the next in line, which is his sister, Siri. It's the logical. Think- it's the role of royals. It's, well, you're next. And Wakanda's and, progressive. Didn't they uh, the burn all those? It's rightfully in air, so. Hey, she's big into technology. She'll just they, make a bigger, you know, better the, suit or something. I don't the know. Plans. Superhero shit. She'll probably Maybe be relying more on the suit unless they find one last seed or they have someone to was stashed. I mean, honestly, day. that's on Michael B. Jordan because he was a real dick and burned it all. <laughs> you know, you didn't save one, one. You don't. Well, you don't want your it. son we to don't have it. No, for sure. We don't know for sure if he didn't stash some away or if any of the people that he told to burn it didn't. Yeah, uh, we got quantum quantum time travel. Realistically, they could have yeah. gotten seeds out of it because they were burned. We got the time varying authority we, now. We we're fine. More. I would accept that. Yeah, we got we got the TVA. We're, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get the John Van Damme time cut. They will cop. handle it the very best way possible. I have confidence in the people that are involved because of what they've already given us yeah. and how how beloved the actor was in that role. So I think that they're going to do their very best yeah. to make. You know, to make his legacy a good one and and ride that line, ride that line as finely as possible. So, the other thing I wanted to mention in this story before we move on is that Namor is like the Hulk. Universal owns the rights, so this is why we probably won't see a Namor movie per se, his own headline. We may see the Disney Plus series, you know, kind of treatment to where we have Atlantis or something like that. But I think we're going to see more of uh, the Hulk style with this character to where he's going to be constantly attached to other people's movies because Universal is, you know, they own the rights and they're trying to work around loopholes to get this character in there. I don't know if Universal is as open as, like, Sony. Sony and, you know, Marvel are, like, best friends right now. I think Universal should take a lesson from what Sony and Marvel has done. They can only make money here. By not doing this, you are not making money. And that kind of defeats the purpose of a business. Especially if you're looking to include mutants into the universe. Yeah. In the comics, Namor was the first mutant. He What better way to well, show I mean, inclusion in the world by allowing your IPs to be included in the projects? It's just a, a way to represent it's a smart your content way. versus your position in the world. Yeah, it's yeah, just like a smart what are way they to doing go. with these characters now anyway? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they just hold on to the rights. You know, like, um, you got any fives? <laughs> it's like a parking. You know, it's like a parking ticket. They're just holding on to it. I don't know, but somebody else is not holding on to uh, something. Go fish. Which is the next story because 
The Flash movie director, <laughs> Andy Machete, teases a bloody bat suit. I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't put... It, it literally, a bloody bat suit. Right here we see. Aren't, a blood aren't drop. They, aren't they... Uh, so I don't really know comics, but aren't they in different universes? So, here we see... It's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yes, we see Andy Machete's Instagram post teasing the new Batman. Great now, Scott. from this post, we can di- we can discern one clear thing, which is this is Batman Returns Batsuit because of the style of the insignia. That's where it's from. Now, the blood droplets, people are speculating that that's kind of linked to, like, what they did with the Watchmen with the Doomsday uh, clock to where this yeah. is a crossover event kind of thing. Right. It kind of fits in line with the Flash. Obviously, you know, we got two Batman in this. Maybe it's grenadine. He had a drink and spilled it. He had a Shirley Batman Temple. Batman's getting a little bit clumsy. Oh, God. <laughs> I spilled something on me. Maybe you should help me clean this off, God damn it, Alfred. Now, this blood kind of looks congealed, and one thing that I noticed is over one of the... So he's a slob, and he didn't clean it up. Doesn't it look like a slug? Mm -hmm. I kind of figured it looked kind of like grape jelly. Like Batman's eating a PB&J. The thickness of it is kind of throwing me off. Alfred's not here anymore, and the only (laughs) thing I can make is peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) It got a little bit on me. I'm sorry I scared you. Wouldn't that be a bitch? That's how he fucking does it. Like, oh, and yeah, he's you just got sitting me. there in his bat suit, you know, like half bat suit, just with no pants and just, you know, he got, in the kitchen. He got fat. He's like, just he's got like, the he's got the top part of the chest because he can't get the bottom part on because his belly's too big. He's sitting there just eating a fucking PB and J, uh, like, oh, hey, Flash, and a beer. The pandemic <laughs> has been hard on everyone's uh, line. So, Batman Returns was like, I love. Oh man, Danny DeVito. You like it better than yeah. Spider Man? Christopher Walken. As you watch your mouth. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> that was waiting well. all waiting all since then to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but the twelfth film in the DC Extended Universe will see the titular speedster go back in time and an effort to save his mother from being murdered but instead messes up the larger timeline and the franchise in general. So much along the line of DC. I was going to say, just like Warner Brothers been doing. (laughs) Business is normal. Status quo. (laughs) Just keep going about your day. This is what they normally do. One legged duck swimming in a pond. It's on fire, but it's fine. I, I want to, with this film, as much as we joke, I do want to have faith in Andy Machete, it director, because of how just involved he's been in the industry and what he's done. I want to, I want to feel that he knows how to do Flashpoint originally correctly. I don't, I never, sincerely, I have never had a problem with any of the people that they've picked to do these projects. Even Zack Snyder. I don't think he was an appropriate pick, but you know how much I love his Justice League and how much I loved Man of Steel. So I'm not coming from a place where I'm picking on him. My problem is not with the people that they put in charge of these products, um, projects, excuse me. My problem is with Warner Brothers themselves. They won't leave them alone to do 
whatever it is that they're planning to do with this. Yeah, too much, too much micromanaging. Yeah, too many chefs in the kitchen. That's why we have yet to see anything coming out as it was originally intended to. They don't have that dominant manager like Marvel does. Marvel has Kevin Feige. Yeah. But even Feige, Star Wars he hires has people and then he lets Filoni. them do it. It's like Warner Brothers has like that group of like 80-year-olds sitting around the table like, this will work. Tell them to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that'll make us money. And then the people are like, no, it won't. Uh, that movie sucks now. <laughs> it's the difference in business. And that's really, I want, I love the characters that DC has. I, I think that I this movie with Andy Machete, I think that he can... You know, they've really worked hard to get us this movie, especially if Sarah Miller is on board with this. He has been fighting with the script. They got rid of directors. They got rid of people involved so that they could tell this story the way they wanted to, make it darker, make it, you know. So we have, I got to believe that, especially after the Snyder Cut, that they're putting some of a fucking attention it's into gotta, this movie. It's got to be dark because you know Flash is going to be funny. Black Adam, that's a dunk. You already know what you're getting with fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know that's going to be a million, you know, bazillion dollar movie. It's going to break box office records around the world three times for the rest of fucking time. The Flash is coming right after that. That's why I think there's a lot of focus on this Flash movie with Andy Machete. I feel it's going to be strong, but after Black Adam, our expectations are going to be up here. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it was with Shazam. And Wonder Woman, the original and the one. And the difference here with um, Black Adam is that you have somebody like The Rock who has enough power to tell the studio, no, 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 we're doing it this way. I don't necessarily know. Who's saying no to him? You know? You know what I mean? Like, Whoa. Black Adam is going to stand on its own because you have somebody like The Rock calling the shots and who has enough power in the industry that he can be like, if you want me here, if you want me to do this, this is how we're doing it. And they'll do it. I don't think they're going to treat this the same way. So what do you think that they'll say to him? You know what they'll say? Yeah. This is how we do it. No, so, so what, what, do you think, what do you think they would say to him if he wanted to oh change something God. out? That was a great it doesn't joke. matter what you think they're going to say. Basically. Basically. That was it. That was a great duel. He, he, he was trying to set that up. It was oh like my God. dueling banjos right there. I'm trying to set that up, and he's over here singing freaking, uh, yeah. this is, ha- what, who was that? That's uh, You want to sit down now? Montel Jordan. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what popped into my head. A lot like this next story, which is Zatanna Screenwriter says the DC movie will be dark and massive. Giggity. In, in scope. In scope. I'm I'm one punch. Dirty mind. Not you. Her. Um, Zatanna uh, is one of the most iconic heroes in the pages of DC Comics. Can you and ha- has yes, crossed hear you. paths with many characters, including Batman, Catwoman, and John Constantine. With her status as the go-to magic user for the DC Universe, Warner Brothers announced that they were developing a film based on the character. The studio hired Emerald Fennel Fennel, as the pen to the script for the Zatanna shortly after releasing uh, her film Promising Young Woman, which she won multiple awards for. 
So multiple award-winning uh, writer on you know on board with Zatanna, magic female, dark, massive in scope. You kind of feel I kind of feel like Doctor Strange vibes from this, like they're trying right. to mirror it, and that I I part of me says that that's the wrong way to go. I appreciate that they kind of have that right scope with Zatanna. Magic, yeah, it's dark. You're dealing with fucking demons and devils and shit. Of course it's yeah. going to be dark. But, uh, I don't know. I just feel like, especially with, you know, Multiverse of Madness, and then you're going to be releasing this after, that's a lot to kind of step up to. I feel like this is, once again, something that's going to have an uphill battle for DC. Where it I should feel be that an easy about dunk. everything that DC is doing, and it kind of breaks my heart because... They're, oh, yeah, they're always fighting love, battle. As much as I love DC, it seems like everything that we get is some kind of fight, and we never get what we were promised in the beginning. I think the... But when I, whenever new things come out, I'm just like, I don't even want to read anything until the end because if I hype myself up based on what they're telling me here... I know that that's not what the, what the end result is going to be. So you're saying it's exactly. like a trailer that you see in E3 for a new game, and then by the time you get the game, it's an it's it's Minecraft, and right. you're like, it's like any what happened demons. in the trailer. It's like any phone game app. Um, yes, I was going to say like, that any Facebook dude, it pisses me off so much. I'm like, I would play that game. Just make that one. The cinema looks so amazing, F- and you're system. like, holy shit, the system game that's on there all the time. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. You got to pull this ring and the thing falls. Down. I'm like, I want that game right there. That game. And then you get in there. And it's yeah, like it's called it's pull the like pin. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fish and hook uh, scheme. Two human is a clear cut example of that. Yes, it is. Two human. You and I were really excited about that so, game. So Tyler, my buddy, Tyler, the, the dev, the game dev was telling me that actually people are now finally suing them. Uh, who got sued? The, the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, what game was like, one of the war games that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the commercial for at the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, um, Man at War. Yeah, they got I'm a, sued. I'm over here because of false advertisement, and now they're all start like there was a loophole where they could do this, but now since it's been years since they've been doing it, they finally made laws where they're actually getting sued now. Wow, they're they're gonna have to stop doing that because because it, it's people are spending money on yeah. a game, on something that they're. If they're a free game, they're still allowed to do it because they're not spending money. Yeah. But if it's if it actually costs money, they're actually going to get sued for false advertisement. Damn. I mean, Good. that makes sense. It pisses me off so much because I want to play the games that they have commercials for. And they don't even have yeah. those games. They don't even exist. They only exist within your mind. <laughs> a lot final, like the Final Fantasy game thing had it. Yeah. It a Final Fantasy game. Like yeah, the they app did. Game. The yeah. same thing. It was like showing all this crazy fun stuff, like CG and shit, and then it was like a topographical, like tower building game. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's why I stopped playing phone games because I was like, if you would give me what you showed me in your fucking trailer, I would play that game. Marvel Puzzle Quest is the best phone game. Although BDO, uh, BDO has Black Desert Online has a uh, mobile game which is the shit. I played a little bit of it, and it, it is just as I'll go now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, bye, buddy. And but it's just as good as a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks, and we love you guys. As Connor says bye-bye, that reminds me of our next story because it's almost like a dream. 
Wow. Because Netflix. <laughs> couldn't wait to do that all week. Sh- oh, goddamn right. Netflix shares a behind the scenes sneak peek of the Sandman, it's which makes sand. this. That was a good segue. Goddamn right, Connor. Uh, <laughs> the Sandman with Neil Gaiman. So that's why it's. <sighs> dreamy. It's the Sandman. Bring, Bring me, me a dream. dream. So despite the difficulties of shooting this series during a pandemic, the cast and crew of the net uh, got sick a lot of the upcoming Sorry. adaptation for The Sandman have been hard at work bringing the beloved graphic novel to life. And there is actually a trailer of behind the scenes footage below which will show people exactly what they will encounter here with Sandman is the story. It is the story. And then we see the comics here, which is where the classic dream and uh, dream is the world where, uh, where is it here? He says, Gaiman is, thanks everybody. Gaiman is touring the set as he mingles with various art departments and talks about what makes the series so special. The two-minute featurette stars with Gaiman describing the Sandman as the story of the place where we go when we close our eyes at night. He describes this place as the Dreaming, which is ruled by the character Morpheus, not from the Matrix. Gaiman then explains that for years, anyone interested in the Sandman would simply read the comics. But as he puts it, that world is ending. That chick plays Lucifer. Yes, Gwendolyn. Um, Christy. Christy. She was awesome in Game of Thrones. And he's not wrong. The comics are definitely not as popular as they once were, but the live-action adaptations, on the other hand, are the craze. As You look at the MCU, you look at every, uh, Netflix, everywhere has live-comic adaptations that are just you know sprouting up like weeds. And the Sandman adaptation has been in the works Four years. The video follows Gaiman as he takes a tour through Shepard and Studios and gets to see his work brought to life. Gaiman sees looks over props, concept art, and a set pulled right from the pages of his novel. So we see, you know, <laughs> Gaiman's or we see Gaiman's dream uh, or Morpheus's castle we see his mask we see a whole bunch of stuff in this trailer to where you get a lot of you get a lot of sandman for your worth and i've read a good bit of sandman it is a great story especially dc comics it's so i feel entered Potter's gonna meet the sandman right now i have entered the sandman giggity um no metallica wow that's a pornhub version um (laughs) The, but with the props and the sets that they do with the with the porn up with the with the porn up <laughs> with the props and the sets suddenly anyway and I cop. just made a sound. <laughs> so <laughs> remember orgasm? <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm really excited for this one as well. Especially Gaiman is involved as executive producer in this, so he's looking over this and he's looking at how the fans of his comic are now producing this live action series. So where that's really the thing here is that's where you're getting this Netflix good content. You have fans making the live adaptation. 
to where you have this guy. He says, man, I was really nervous. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. Gwendolyn Christie is a huge fan of Sandman. That's why she loves being Lucifer. You have these fans making the content. Yeah. That's why you're going to get the great lot of adaptation in there. Yeah. So we'll have to see. The sneak peek here gives us snippets of uh, Gwendolyn Christie uh, in uh, Tom Sturridge. So we'll have to see how Morpheus or Dream uh, turns out in the Netflix verse. The Sandman does not currently have a release date, but is expected to wrap production June 2021. So they're almost done. A lot like this next story, wrapping up production, getting stuff ready. Um, but Soldier Boy is up in this bitch. Not the guy who made the console and tried to uh, the emulated console and tried to scam it on eBay. That's a different soldier. That's Soldier Boy. Yeah, you don't take on Nintendo. Uh, yeah. Not not Soldier Boy. Not Superman. He's really, no, oh. we're not Superman. Okay. That ho. No, you, we're not doing that. You, yeah, no, not that guy. Okay. This is Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy. Okay. okay. So we actually go, we go Never a heard down of this. here, and we see Soldier Boy in his entirety here. Um, I don't think he's going to be, uh, would you just say Supermaning a hoe? I don't think he's going to be doing that. He could. <laughs> if you know the con- He doesn't look like he's Supermaning a hoe type. You know what? If you if you read the comics, you know that, that is, is a very be an accurate intro. statement. <laughs> he definitely could. I mean, he, he physically... I don't think he's going to be supermaning a hoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little is known about the boys season three, but it is guaranteed the new episodes will pick up from the jaw dropping twist that Congresswoman Victoria Newman, Claudia Dumit is uh, the mysterious soup responsible for blowing up people's heads. Spoiler alert. Um, I guess I don't have to watch it, though. No, you don't. You know you know what's happening. Actually, you don't. This is a great series. I know, I Additionally, know. Supernatural alum Jensen Eccles will make his debut as Soldier Boy, one of the Vought's original superheroes, a lot like, <laughs> uh, what was her face from last uh, season? Uh, what was it, Stormfront? Yeah. 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 Okay. Batman for the win. Um, so one of the originals, but in the comics, a little bit depraved. We already know they're going for hero gasm, um, which is where they have the soupies, where you have your superhero award show, as well as a gigantic superhero orgy. So can't wait for the rest of this or for this third season to come out, especially with Jensen Eccles coming out here as Soldier Boy. He is a good I character. I have like a hard time picturing him as something other than Dean Winchester. I'm yeah. sure he's going to do a fantastic job. But just even looking at this, I'm like, he looks, where's his flannel shirt? Where's the car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they did the set des- or the, you know, uh, designer for the costume set, uh, spoke out and said they were going, trying to go for like actual kind of military colors because in this Vought America, they he would be a soldier. He would right. have to mix in. So that's why we get a lot of the green. In the comic, they kind of just copied, you know, like a Captain America uh, to satirize that. But we already kind of got that, uh, you know, with Homelander. Right. So that's why I'm interested I'm, to see what they do with him. I am interested, too. And I know that he's up to the task. He is a great actor and is I'm excited 
to see him in something so different from the character that he's played for the last, what was it, like 15 seasons or 16 seasons? Yeah. Like Daedric Bader, so, he was also Batman. Yep. Um, and that one's a little bit easier to take because it's just his voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, seeing him like this, it's it's, it's going to take some reconciling. You get your ass beat for saying something like that. The Winchester boy just got a page. The Winchester boy just made a contract with the government. Has anyone ever told with you what? sound like you're having a case of the Mondays? <laughs> nah, nah, man. You get your ass beat by saying something like that. <laughs> Peter, want... check out t- Channel 9. It's a breast exam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that I saw boys related is Eric Kupi- uh, Kerpik is continuing to expand the twisted Vought world. Crip is it Kripke? Kripik? Eric, you know who you are. Yeah. Come on, man. We'll just call him Eric. We're on a first name basis. He's that cool. Works. He stopped by earlier. I think we should stick with that, yeah. Eric is continuing to expand the twisted Vought world that he has built, incorporated, and more. Uh, from the Garth Ennis and De- uh, Derek uh, Robertson comic book series, including Herogasm storyline and the character Soldier Boy in season th- three of The Boys is spoke about inspiration for The Boys' untitled spinoff in an interview with the rap, including so he's a Jewish Eric, <laughs> including what elements of the comic sparked the idea. He said, "I would say it's loosely inspired by the elements of the comics, which is the G-Men, which is a depraved X-Men comic. It's." It's very, it's the boys. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, the G-Men is their sort of educational, kind of, college experience. The boys showrunner revealed, and we just used uh, that as a jump-off point, kind of similar to the boys, where we sort of take an uh, initial notion, and then we are going to run with it on our own weird direction. So we're getting that spinoff series they are saying that the uh, production is going to be ramping up on this one soon because the boys is obviously we get season three coming out. They're already starting up the spinoff series. I'd like to see if we actually get another season of the boys because the last season we see them kind of coming into their own, almost like the comics. And now we get the hero So I feel like these two s- series with Amazon, Amazon is just coming out with a bunch of fucking massive. Yeah. They're, they're hitting a bunch of uh, home runs, which is, Unlikely for a streaming service. Right after I just shit on them last week for not having anything to watch. You and your instant gratification. I might take back my words once they give me a lot of great shit to watch. And I constantly go to them like Netflix or HBO Max or Disney Plus. Amazon just had a, me and Elise just watched an Amazon show. Uh, I think it was Amazon. It was called, I think it was called Us. Us, maybe, or. Sounds familiar. I've seen the it's, banner. Yeah, it's like a it's creepy, Amazon. They probably show you a promo for it really, before anything creepy, else you watch like kind twenty of, times. Kind of old Describe. racism and creepy. Oh yeah, no, we I know what you're talking about. What was it yeah. called? Us? Is it called Us? Uses. Uh, hold on. But me and Elise watched it. It was actually. Muse. It was called Utes. Utes. The two Utes. The two Utes. What is it? Utes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. Us wasn't that the film? No, it's a show. It might have been the the, the film, but the Us show. is a film with 
um, with, oh my gosh, the guy that did Get Out. Yeah, well, this is, I think this this show is made by the same people, too. There is a TV show on Amazon Prime that the first season is creepy in, I think it's the Antebellum South. Is that Keenan Peel or... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get it for next week. I, I it's, yeah. it's really good. They're directed by Jordan Peele as the us. I don't know. Jordan I Peele, know yeah. what you're talking about. I just don't know what the name. And was. Me and Lise watched it. My, my wife and it was like we got addicted and it was like we just binge watched it and it was really really good. Nice. Another thing you're gonna watch or, or want to watch is this next story nice. because the new Master and Commander film is in development. Them. It's called Them. Them. Huh. Opposite of what I said, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the other pronoun, I guess. Psychological. Them is a good Pink Floyd song. Such psychological probes aside, even though the original movie, Master and Commander, is generally successful, the uh, accumulated, uh, and you know, many fans love it, you know? Master and Commander was not a... Uh, you know, big hit at the box office. It was a disappointment. Right. It cost 150 million to make, but it only made 111 million. 211. Million. Well, yeah. yeah, 211 million. So that's a big difference. Yes, that's it is. That's a hundred million dollars. The source material money. for Master and Commander was a lot to take in because they had. Well, there's to... 40 different novels. Yeah. So, so having a movie just a. This one-off movie because they—it the was the Gladiator and Vision just traveling over the seas, man. Paul Bettany and Russell Crowe. Yeah, but it was a lot. It was a lot. For <laughs> Fucking Vision and Gladiator just traveling on a boat. Yeah, I think it would have uh, been like much my movie better, better as a series than a film. Yes, uh, but it does yeah. have some really great performances by Billy Boyd. And, well, here's the thing: um, it's a good movie. Russell Crowe is, is not going to be great. coming back. So good. Same as Paul uh, Bettany. There's it's been like around 20 the world. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. When so I was a sea if you're surprised, they're going to be recasting the roles. This no. is going to be a remake. No, it, it needs to be recasted because yeah. you, What's wrong while, with while the performances now? were great. We already had old fat Batman earlier. We don't need old fat Aubrey James, you know, Russell Crowe just sitting there like, oh, I used to be a Navy captain. You know, with that facial uh, crap. With scurvy. It. Yeah, it's just, it, we can start skip fresh, the scurvy. make it a series. Let's do it that way. Start fresh, pay, bring someone in. Scurvy pay, free. Pay them less. <laughs> scurvy. Expect more. Yeah, you know they're bring they're bringing oranges. Just suck on a couple. Making lemons. movies, making music, fight around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody Ain't else? that right, tugboat, tuggy. <laughs> Somebody else who's fighting Ooh. around the world. Well, that's our next story because Cat loves them and knows them. Yeah. It's the Game and DVD Exchange with Kelly, of course, is sporting the shirt. And, of course, you can hop on over here to 23 State Street, Media, Pennsylvania, and you'll find the latest and greatest from video games as well as retro games. You'll find those games that you loved as a kid and consoles as well as everything that you're going to find on the $5 wall, including Shaq Fu. And Kelly and I are twins. He says that a couple times. He'll get over it. He'll mainly say Broski. Actually, he doesn't. But he does enjoy a good uh, a good uh, conversation with uh, I don't know maybe somebody who's an independent film. I don't know. 
you know, and finds them and tries to get them on the podcast. So he has he's a good couple people. of them that have been on. We appreciate him. Yeah, Lisa Wilcox, and you know, now we're going to get somebody else. So a lot of stuff coming in here from the Game and DVD, Game and DVD Exchange, and of course, you might actually see a product from this next story in that store eventually, because Dark Horse Comics are going to make video games. Dark Horse Comics, for those of you who don't That's know, just the beginning. have actually been the other way around. They've been taking video games and making them and expanding their stories into comics. So now they're going to go a full 360 on you. It would be 180. It's a 180, you twit. That's a reference from action, uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, love movie. that movie. <laughs> you pull a 360 of He's in the fucking hot top jacuzzi And he's like it's a 180 You twitch if I pulled a 360 I'd be back when I started That's pretty good I love that movie That was pretty good, good movie. One of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movies ever Oh my god yes <laughs> Fantastic movie We go all over the place here Back on the rails for Dark Horse They've been leading the name in gaming when community Dan Cortez was promoting it on MTV With comic adaptations For years Growing exponentially since its debut Back in 1986 Great yeah uh, From Tom Clancy to Mass Effect There are so many games that Dark Horse Helped make, uh, bring new life to In a new way uh, the company even offers unique collectibles for their favorite game franchises as well as the famed Witcher series. So Dark Horse Games initiative to create games based on franchises that don't necessarily have the biggest limelight. Teaming up with the external studios to see this creative version to fruition. We have always uh, we have greenlit properties like Hellboy uh, where we have always been interested in making games and doing uh, collaborations, said General Manager John Lee to Venture Beat. He added, we and our partners can r- uh, really evaluate if a story IP and character universe would be a good fit for a game uh, that they're initially uh, designing and developing. I think most AAA devs that I've talked to prefer that uh, their game dev and uh, to... What the fuck? Do you want me to finish that for you? No. <laughs> Talk to prefer their game dev team to build, build cord gameplay and then fit an IP to it versus sho- shoving an IP down their throats. We're sensitive to that. Well, thank you for shoving that down my throat. But their You're work welcome, is sir. on the new division has already begun. So they're starting a small team, but we'll have to see how this turns out. Um, I think Dark Horse, especially since they've already had that, they have that dynamic of taking a game and making it a comic. Reverse engineering that should not be hard. Yeah, I think I think the making a game a comic always works well. And then because then you built the expanded lore on that, you should be able to branch off of that story. Yeah. So you reconnect it back into the, the, the VG realm. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you have that kind of relationship with developers, if you're making your own develop, you know, game development studio and you have that external help you can have a real good you know business on top of your comics Mm -hmm. so i only see good things you know dark horse they have a lot of really great comic lines out there and you know especially mass effect and you know all that it's you know great property a lot like 
our next story. I love this story. Yeah. I can't wait for this. Battlefield 2042 has a launch trailer, and it will be launching in October with giant 128 player battles. It even has tornadoes. That uh, trailer looked really good. This is right up your alley, buddy. That's why I'm really happy it's one that of my you're favorite, here. Battlefield series is one of my favorite series. Serendipitously, you always come in when I have these stories. You're always just magically here to where I need you. Yeah. You know? See, Battlefield does something that, like Call of Duty and stuff, that does not. So they have. I was this, saying that when I was writing this story. So they do this. Um, they do this mode where it's it's like, it, I forget what it's called. It's like you you get a per- portion of the map and you win it, and then you go to the next portion, next portion. So it actually can take like an hour for that one battle, that one multiplayer battle. It's pretty cool. And the other thing that they do, which this game is supposed to have. Is you are supposed to be yeah, able look. to. There's supposed to be so much. <laughs> there, I will say, you look so much thinner than that other guy. <laughs> He's on the show all the time, but so, we need a new cardboard cutout. So, the, the one thing that this game is supposed to have, which is really cool, is the. Um, you're you're gonna be able to break every surface. So love that. Like they used to have it in all in, in like all the battlefields. Like I think three and four they used to yeah. have it where you could like there was a skyscraper and if you hit this the, the pilings that would fall down the map would change. Yeah, bad company down. two is when they put that in there. Yes. So now it's supposed to be like almost everything can be broken. Like every yeah, building because, can fall uh, because of the enhanced frostbite engine. Yes. So do you realize though how much work that takes? Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. You have to build an asset oh. for just for that. That explosion type. Like, yeah, my buddy was telling me he's like, you know how much, how long it takes, how much resources it take just to create one character and have that one NPC character do what he needs to do is like what, paying somebody for a year of just one guy, one do, guy working on that one person. Wow. That's, so that's sixty thousand dollars just for that one guy. We need to get yeah, him on, but again. I want it now. Now he's doing really well for himself. Oh no, we need to get okay, him JG on. Okay, Wentworth. No, yeah. I would love to have your buddy on again, especially with the Zoom calls now. I would yeah. love to have well, him he was, on. Well, he was talking about it. I was telling him about it because uh, he's actually coming. Oh, he's actually coming up here next month. We so can have him on live? Maybe I can, maybe, he's coming Friday, though. So I don't, no, we he's coming Thursday. Uh, I'm picking him up Thursday around 8. Maybe I can uh, maybe see if we Has can get him on vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, he's... he's Sorry, he that was, didn't he, sound he, right. He was vaccinated. So <laughs> I think we should have him on live. If not, we should definitely get him on a zoom Yeah, because I would love to pick his brain. Have him on as a guest. I'd sure. love that. Sure. Love that. That'd be hey, awesome. Anyway, this game is amazing. Yeah. The whole series has always been amazing. I like it better than call of duty. It's just, they don't have them come out as much as call. Of here's duty. why it's, I it's like one of the few things that EA actually does. Well, yes, yes. But here's well. why I liked it. I liked it better than call of duty because when you're playing call of duty with the smaller maps, you are going to have a higher death rate. With Battlefield, you have always had a lot more people than Call of Duty in a map. So yes. there was more, more of an experience that you had in every match with Battlefield. The other thing that I like about it is that you have you don't have to be amazing at this game to have fun with it, for one. And two, because the people that aren't amazing can also have a an actual job. Like if you are a support character, you actually have <laughs> here's ammo, and you can s- yeah. resupply ammo. Oh, oh here's you're you're a, a medic, so you can actually revive people. You know, yes. like, 
somehow you just stick a needle in there. They're like, oh, I'm good now. But um, what still. What in that needle? Yeah, I know, right? Here, just a little prick. <laughs> we got it in from Guatemala. But, it's new. Yeah, just saying, like. Don't ask questions. It's that white that stuff. For me, <laughs> uh, that, for me, started you know. all the way back in, in college when I played on a uh, like an actual competitive uh, Wolfenstein enemy territory uh, team where it was all objective-based. You had the uh, covert guy who actually could steal the uniform, so he didn't. Yeah. You know, you had, you had the, the guy who supplied ammo. You had the guy who called in airstrikes, that kind of stuff. And it was a really crappy graphics, but at the time it wasn't. But this is, like, the same way where you have a job to do, and that's pretty cool about it. Like, it's not called you ever just run around. Like, just doesn't matter who you are. Just shoot somebody. This is, like, yeah. you actually have to do your job to make it, you know, as a team. To do your fun. job! And Stone Mountain 64 started on this one, and he's hilarious. So, anyway. Yeah, June 13th, 2021. Um, You'll find it so, in stores. Th- there is no single player campaign, which is not a yes. bad thing because they did. They got they, they, the they did a look back analysis. That's what I wanted it. to ask you guys about. How do you feel about no story campaign? They on didn't the game? have so, it in the last. So one. they did a look back analysis on it, and they realized that if you look at the achievements in both PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, only twelve only twelve percent actually played. The single player campaign. Hi. So based on I that, hi. Me too. Hi. I'm the twelve percent. I'm twelve percent. It's me. Based on that, they decided we don't need a single player campaign. And I say fuck you. One thing they did say don't that they're not going to do, which I don't think is not. I don't think it's a good idea. Is they're they're not going to do a battle royale type. Yeah, they and said that's a that. Bad they, idea. That's a they bad the, idea because they had the one mode in here. It's uh, the where is it for the older consoles? You only get sixty four players, of course, but there will be no battle royale mode. The hazard mode is different. They've really dice really stressed that their hazard mode is not battle royale. I don't think that the, that is a good idea. Battle royale is still a new newer thing. Yeah, and it's very popular. It's uh, it's yeah. very very popular to have an extra, not just make it like so you have battle, to do battle royale is I now don't really think, twelve years old. But if you look at battlefield, that's still new that. though. That's still new though. But if you look it's at still battlefield, new compared to everything else, not not when it comes to IPs though. Yes, but I think that it's a good. It's not a bad idea to have it. Look, I think more people. I don't think it's a they, bad idea to have it. I think it should be a mode that maybe they can yes, add on. They should later. have a mode, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people have done that. The reason why is because Warzone is like the one, of the, and Warzone is one of the biggest, the popular, most popular ones right now, right? I'd say it's it's not as popular still as Fortnite, which is annoying. But but you got Warzone, Warzone is you, can't you can get Rick Sanchez now in Fortnite. I saw that from Rick so, and Morty. So here, here's the thing: a lot of people, from what I you know, I watch a lot of streamers. They are getting tired of that game. They are getting tired of it because they're yeah. not. They are not. Call of Duty is not updating it big enough, even though there is a new map coming out soon, finally, after how many years? Two years? Three yeah, years? Yeah, they just announced it today they f- during the yeah. summer game fest. Yeah. So that's going to change things, but at the same time, if that doesn't cut it, a lot of people are going to be leaving that game. Oh, yeah. And they wanted, there was a lot of gamers that were like, yeah, I can't wait to check out Battlefield. If they have but that's Battle Royale, I will switch from this to that. But that's why they're doing this, because Battlefield has not been that game that has done the popular thing. They have always gone on and said, so they had a mode in Battlefield 5 which it, where it's called Firestorm, which it's similar to like a Battle Royale-esque, but it's not Battle Royale. So they'll still do something 
in yeah, the realm they're gonna of do it. something similar and just not call it a battle royale but yeah yes but it's going to be very similar it's to it. bodal royale <laughs> bodal it's battle royal it's completely different but battlefield 2042 launches on october i'm gonna have to 22nd. go download somewhere can't, and can't wait with a mobile game spinoff in the works. So they are more than willing to copy Call of Duty on that aspect. Mm-hmm. But what if you wanted to just try the game out before you buy it? That's a revolutionary idea. We used to have that back in the day. You got the game discs that came in with the PlayStation magazine and you popped it in the in your PlayStation, and you got the, a nice demo. Yeah, they were great. Remember then? You, yeah, but yeah. then you got pissed because you really wanted to keep going, and it ended at yeah. the worst spots. But then when you saw that game on sale in the store, you were I am buying that. I played the demo. You knew what you were getting into because you knew you loved it. What if we can get back to that, kids? Like, Xbox will soon allow you to try out Xbox games before you download them. Microsoft is planning to let Xbox console owners try games before they download them later this year. The new Xbox dashboard feature will allow console players to stream games through Microsoft Xbox Cloud Gaming, xCloud, service instantly. Uh, It's part of the push to integrate xCloud more into Xbox consoles and into the Xbox app and Windows PCs. Old man, you sent me a link earlier which was Xbox is doing away with consoles. They're working with television uh, makers. They're not necessarily doing away with consoles. Well, I think in the long run, they're going to, you know, you really don't need them because you're working with television makers. You're going to embed at the X, this Xbox X cloud. Yeah. We're talking like five, six years down the road. But you're also talking that it's not going to be just that it's going to be everything. and you're going to there's have not, your own fire stick there's not going to be windows anymore there's not going to be this anymore it's all going to be cloud based eventually everything. so we're all g- evaporating to Which the is cloud scary big brother yeah oh, oh it's, oh, it's secure it's secure i guess oh, okay. you didn't mean that no not just big brother no oh, that's fine that. to me okay. meaning like oh it's secure that we'll never be able to t- you meant everything George- cloud based oh. is scary because it can easily be viewed off site somewhere and you don't even know so you meant yeah George Orwell's big, you mean 1984 like the Big Brother. Yes. Not Projectors and Wallhangers No, not brother. that Big Brother. Oh. Our Big Brother is not watching you. I I've can really, guarantee I don't, I don't have the time or energy. I'm just saying. Yeah, just I can saying. guarantee That's you. a lot of work. Our Big Brother is not doing that. Yeah, no, but a lot of work. Xbox giving you the opportunity to do this, as well as ex, you know stream games. You don't need the console. All you need is a controller. And you can just link up to any monitor or TV and play the games that you want to play. Game Pass, you have all this exclusive, you know, this is really, like, what was it, two, three E3s ago? Xbox was saying this was their goal. We are like, ah, you're fucking crazy. Why would I, I want to play games. I I should be able to plug something into the back of my uh, computer monitor and just play any Xbox game I want. Why not? Now you can. Now you can. I, I should be able to log into my phone, play a game, just because I'm on lunch break. I want to play that game. This now is where can. we're going, and that's why I don't own an Xbox, because I have a PC. How do you know? We're streaming on it now, But there's got to be a delay between what you're doing and the game shows you. Oh, yeah. Because everything is cloud-based. 
I don't like that. <sighs> that so the delay, if you were talking like five years ago, Kelly, I would say, yes, you you are in the correct mindset. But now we're at the point where gaming cloud-based is so fluid with the device because the device is just as fast as the internet can receive it. Yes. And the weakest link is always going to be the slowest device. Yes. So based on the protocol, because now we're like dealing with 500 meg and faster speed internet. So, I mean, you got gig speed internet, so do I. So I can play Streets of Rage on my phone and be just fine. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I can play Dragon Age. In, in, uh, Inquisition. Uh, yeah, Inquisition on my phone. I mean, if you have a game. Would you I can play to, Destiny 2 on my phone. Would you have to would you have to dull down some of the graphics? Yeah. Like Ubisoft games with the graphics. It automatically it automatically counters that. It automatically resolutes for that. So you still have everything you love. I'm just saying. And all you have to do is just connect a, a Bluetooth controller to your phone. And you can play it. Who's the old man now, Kelly? <laughs> I just think I I think it's a lot more than that. I think there's going to be issues with a lot of people trying to get on a cloud-based system. Mm-hmm. And no, you're y- right. you have Oh yeah, 100%. you have these beautiful the Ubisoft sucks. games, Steep for example, where the the background is just so beautiful in, in with the snowy mountains and everything. Yeah, look, they're going to have to take them out and if so you the, want the field of view is you have to get a console. I mean, that's just it. And that's but where they want to play it. on the go, you you sacrifice a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't want to play. Well, I'm saying that I don't want that. What you guys are saying is, is that that's their goal to eventually come to that. So if it came to that eventually, yes. eventually, then that's what it would be. Then you'd be like, oh fuck it. But I you're guess not, I just have to compromise. Of the improvements that are going to be happening while you're playing, while more people are getting online. I'm, I'm just saying the it improvements would, that are going to be happening in the background are, you know, it internet's going to get like, faster. It's like compromising. Get faster. It's just like you have to compromise for everyone else because everyone else wants to plan to go. If you want these good games, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. It's compromise. Eventually, no, no. Priority would go to the like if you have a actual console, you can download the game to the console and play it. You get everything that you want to the console. Yeah, just because it's a cloud-based gaming, it's just cloud. It's just gaming on the go for your entire library. That doesn't mean you can't download the game and play it. If they in got full, if capacity. they got rid of that, I'm saying would be shitty. I'm but there Another. will always be a market for consoles. Another what if and another market for consoles. This is the next story because Gearbox, part of the summer uh, uh, summer game fest, is Gearbox released Tiny Tina's Wonderland, to where in the trailer we see a lot of people were speculating that this was going to be uh, Borderlands Four or Borderlands Five. It was going to be in that series, but it's not. It's a standalone series. You're taking. The DLC from Borderlands 2, and that's where they took a like a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in- inspiration into that DLC. But now they're just making that its own standalone series with Tiny Tina. So Tiny Tina from Borderlands funny character. is now her own standalone game. It's where mm. this is magic based. You you know customly create your character, and you get you know powers and all this and it it's borderland style but it's a whole standalone game with that dungeons dragons magic let it standalone standalone <laughs> but i think that's it's right up the lines of everything that everybody wants it has will arnett who else would you want in there besides you know all the other people they mentioned i don't see that story 
not in the folder. It should be. Um, but Borderlands, great game. Everybody loves. And I really feel that this game of Tiny Tina's Wonderland uh, really has a lot of uh, legs to it. And that's why I love this post-apocalyptic feel to the game. And, yeah, I mean, Borderlands, of course, is post-apocalyptic. But Dungeons yep. & Dragons feel, it's a whole other kind of style of game that you're used to. So we'll have to check out and see how that one looks later on. Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll have more news on that, like this next story. We talked about this a long time ago. George R.R. Martin is involved, as well as a lot of people. We have our first trailer for Elden Ring. It was announced, and uh, they have a release date as well. Elden Ring gameplay trailer has some incredible sights to show off. With the player character summoning Much quicker than he's done finishing his books. Uh, Yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah, we're going to get on that tangent again. Anything to get away from finishing something yes <laughs> i can't write new... words i'm going to develop Speaking a game of finishing it's not loading <laughs> there we go <laughs> it was like but no i have he has i have this new project i'm gonna go off and do this new shiny thing fuck winds of winter um and buffering yes but elden rings we heard about it with him and now we're getting our first look at the gameplay trailer it looks fucking amazing all right and uh, with the player character summoning a horse and doing battle with all kinds of horrific monstrosities, Elden Rings opens the field concept. Uh, Elden Rings open field concept was in the full display, showing off what was basically a far more open twisted uh, twist on classic Dark Souls gameplay, which is kind of the feel I got off of this. It looks very Dark Souls, so it's punishing, a lot like Game of Thrones. So it's right up George R.R. R. Martin's realm. Um, and I'm sure you'll make a save, and then three years later, you'll be able to play the game again. <laughs> if you're lucky. I don't know. There may be that kind of delayed save option in there. Hopefully it won't have an ending. It has no like, end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. But the graphics are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting that dark... Dark Souls premise in there yeah. with any kind of world like this, it's almost an instant win. You That's know? what the gameplay looks like. And then you have, you know, your bonfires. Of course, they're going to have bonfires in there. Can't be Dark Souls without bonfires. You're going to have motherfuckers going cold. No. Gather around the bonfire. You could save it now. Or you could be fucked <laughs> with all those four hours you played. We have to leave, babe. I can't. I have to find a bonfire. I lose everything. <laughs> you know, I think it would be like super meta if they had a badge where you need to find like a styrofoam cup or a water bottle somewhere hidden in the layers of this game. <laughs> that would be uh, just a little homage to it. I would Classic. love it. Classic. I would love that. A little Starbucks Classic cup. Bosses. Oh my you God, gotta... I would love that. It would be on the table. <laughs> or on the floor between their legs when they were talking at the table. You'd have to uh, hit Ooh, a button a at the right moment during the cutscene right. to get the cup off the table, and then that would be the achievement. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Game looks good. Yeah. You can find it January 21st, 2022 on your calendar, <laughs> as well as the highly anticipated new game from From Software will launch on PC. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, <laughs> Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. 
So I wanted to end off the news segment with a positive note. And I couldn't find a better story than the game we've been talking about a whole bunch. It was just released, Ratchet and Clank. But Insomniac celebrates an unheard of no crunch release for this game. A vast majority of the developers of this game did not work over 40 hours a week. Is that why it took so long? Oh, no. Not 40 hours a week. To where you're looking at 120 normally. Okay. They drastically overwork. These game developers are sometimes, not your friend, because he was smart, but sometimes you're working and living from that office just to crunch your deadlines and get this game out because us unpatient fans want to get it out. This is the great Wholesome story I wanted to end on is that Insomniac, they've reported a ton in the past about the problems of, uh, we, you know, in, uh, Game Informer has prob- uh, reported a bunch about the problems of crunching in the industry, the issue yeah. that hurts many industries in general. So when a good story comes out about it, Game Informer and myself, yeah, we want to celebrate the fact that Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, is out now, and the game boasts impressive Review scores across the board. So you made a great game without causing your employees mental trauma or any kind of, you know, physical stress of their schedule. They worked a normal 40-hour working week like an American should, and they made a great fucking game on top of it. Did anybody miss Ratchet and Clank earlier than this? We wanted it, but I'm perfectly fine with this release date. And now with it having positive review scores... This is the air. This is the way. I hope that people. This is the go. way. It is the way. It is because look at Insomniac. Tell me one bad game they made. None. I can't tell you. And they hold this philosophy to where I want to stand on myself. Take care of our. Take care of our employees, and they'll take care of you. That's right. I want to give you an applause because this is how you fucking do it. This is how you make a fucking game in this climate. You made this game during the pandemic. You do we have a bleep? <laughs> you took care of your employees. You made sure that the game was being developed correctly. It was exactly what you envisioned, and now you have everything that you want. You have a great reviewed game, and a lot of people ex- excited because everybody has been saying this is the first game that is showing the benchmark of what the PlayStation Five can do to the point to where Ratchet and Clank will also pull other um, uh, objects from other PlayStation games into the game. So you have this interconnected web in a game. This game is fantastic, and you didn't have to do anything more than just show up to work for your normal shift. That is a beautiful business model that should be carried out. That's all I'm saying. Everything. That's why I wanted to highlight this as our feel-good story for the end of the podcast because when you can have an incredible achievement like this with mm-hmm. a classic IP, everyone loves Ratchet & Clank. You show me one person that says they didn't like it, I'll call them a dirty liar. Okay. And, a whore. and their mother yes. smells of elderberries and their father was a hamster. <laughs> We're not slipping shame in here. It's true. 
<laughs> All right, that's true. I, we don't do that. But We're not dev thing. shaming here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no dev shaming involved. But one thing we do is end off with the end credits. Um, and our end segment, which is, I just go to the, yeah, go to that one. Because it's Tony Brown Homes. If you have a home and you want to get rid of it, want to get or that get nicer place, get that, you know, nice jacuzzi, maybe the nice marble countertops. You want to talk to Tony and Clarissa over here because with Keller Williams, they are at the top of their selling list because they get their customers done happy in the right homes at the right time. So you want to hop on over there as well as to our next story, which is the end segment, which I thought very interesting end segment for this week. And I have the description in front of us so that way we know what we're talking about because what kind of a magical user would you be? Would you be a wizard, a witch, or warlock, a sorcerer, or a sorceress, and why? Now, we have on here um, the wizard. Obviously, that's something that you study for. You have to, it's Harry Potter. You have to gain this knowledge to be able to use this magic as to where a witch or a warlock, kind of a healer, almost like an alchemist. You know, you improve nature. You can make grass greener, you know, you can improve different things as a witch, um, often seen as evil. Um, sorcerer, you have just an innate, inherent, just ability. You could be a time wizard or a time sorcerer. You could be an arcane wizard or sorcerer. You know, you can have all these. Uh, it's pretty much that person who is just gifted. So which kind of magic user would you be? I'm going with wizard for me. You got that studious knowledge. I mean, studious knowledge for construction and videography and all cooking and everything that you've done. Yeah, I can see that. Now here's Swiss Army (laughs) knife. Because wizard actually used to be fun because I'm I'm like look at Gandalf, jack of all trades kind of guy. Yeah, look at Gandalf. He knows a bunch of different shit. Why don't you tell him why I want to be a wizard? Keep going. Well, he wants to be a wizard because he would He'll always love to make his own train set made one of my, out of Legos. One of my favorite all-time characters in anything is Merlin. I was a huge Ooh. Merlin fan. Ooh, yeah. He was just like, because he's, he's, he's known in ev- by every, it doesn't matter what you watch, any has magic in it. Those are like, oh, what about Merlin? Like, if you say the name he's Merlin. He's like the doctor. Yeah. The creator of of wizards. Oh man, that, you, that movie you threw with, out the doctor uh, there. I appreciate uh, it. that movie Merlin with that with, uh, who was a Sam. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, dude from Jurassic Park. Yes, that was so bad. Sam Neil. <laughs> Sam, that's so bad. It's uh, so bad, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah, but just saying that. Go Merlin, with the wizard. I would see. I would. Merlin see was like was one of my favorites characters of of all time of of just of of that lore. Yeah, and, I mean. Sword and Stone, yeah. you know, uh, just any fucking wizard. Anything there's wizards. What about that? Merlin. The fucking, or uh, actually, I'm going with mine. I'm a sorcerer because uh, that Nick Cage movie, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Great movie, by the way. I actually like movie. that movie. <laughs> now, sorcerers, while they're more typically specified in, like, one type of magic, they which if you match them, like, wizard to sorcerer, the sorcerer will beat you in that kind of magic. But the wizard is more of that Swiss Army knife. Now, sorcerers can kind of like, you know, almost like Omega-level mutants, they can be more powerful in other kinds of stuff, like Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. So 
WandaVision. I'm kind of going, hoping I would be a Sorcerer Supreme, but I would be fine with just being a Sorcerer of like, you know, if I was just like a Sorcerer of Time, I'd be fine with I'd that. be fun fine magic. if I was just a Sorcerer of making money. Yeah. And I could live properly. I don't think that's a thing. I could pay my yeah, bills. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Money. Let the man have his dreams. <laughs> but I'm fine with a sorcerer myself. Kat, where are you going? It's a um, I actually picked the same thing as you, but for different reasons. Okay. I got into fantasy very young um, in a book series called The Belgariad by David Eddings. And one of the things that drew me into reading this was the cover of one of the books called The Sorceress of Darshiva. And as soon as you posted in the chat, we're doing this, I was like, definitely Sorceress of Darshiva, because I mm-hmm. wanted to be her. Even though she was a villain, yeah. I wanted to be her so bad. She was powerful. She was beautiful. And she actually had – her skin was so translucent, and the, the power that was in her, it looked like stars sparkling underneath her skin. Um, oh, like uh... – Runaways with the one uh, uh, alien girl that was in it. She would like yeah, glow and yeah, had the yeah. stars like, in it's it. It's like celestial yeah, like, underneath yeah. the skin. And it made such an impact on, uh, I don't remember exactly how old I was, like third, fourth grade. I was in elementary school. Yeah. That she has always been, even though it's been a very long time since I've read the book, I've never forgotten the character. I've never forgotten the description of the character and how powerful she was. And that is why you and I ended up on the same thing. Sorceress and sorcerer. But I am the fedorable fox sorcerer. Okay. I I would always see myself as like a fire mage. Like a fire sorcerer. Just really just. She turned me into a newt. I think I'm more like an earth. I think whatever I am, I'm rooted in earth. Whether it's bending or... um, Sorcery. You know what? With Earth, that's smart because you get into Earth, that's molten, you know, magma. Magma. You know? You got a lot of power there if you could fucking move Earth as a sorcerer. Not even just move. It's just, it's, Earth powers are very homey. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, usually. And they're very Hobbit-like. Yes. Usually, usually they're they're good. They're used a lot for good. Like Katarina. Katarina is a good person. Yeah. Thank you. Unlike. Wait, the next choice. Wait, wait, no. wait. Um, what would Miss Frizzle be? <laughs> would she be a wizard, a witch, a sorceress, or a wizard? I think she'd be a We're witch. We're going in the magic school bus. I would say I think, wizard. I think wizard. she'd be a witch. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of siding with witch, honestly. Yeah. All right. Because she was always going into biology and different stuff of science. That's kind of along the lines of a witch. And when you think of witches, you think of like herbs and, yeah. and like life and stuff. And she kind of just seems like that kind of a lot person. of hemlock. Yeah, uh-huh. like I just can't. you can smell it now, all the hemlock. But old man, what kind of a magical user besides abuser it's would definitely you be? A wizard. Look how old he is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Bye. What's the other one? Low blow. Where is that? Um, no, but where, where are you going, magic user? I've always been one to to like have the innate ability of being it born and, and bred in me. So sorcerer. Okay, going to be sorcerer. Any kind of particular sorcery you would specialize in? Just I've always had a fascination of controlling the elements. Like for uh-huh. whatever reason, it's just like one of those things. Like 
you know, it, it kind of emulates the, the ability outside. to have like, lightning come, no, lightning come out of your hands. It's, it's yeah. more Sith-like, but, you know, it's still sorcery. Yes. No, Chris, I'm... can you make it stop raining? I need to cut the grass. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. You help me out with every other problem. Thanks. <laughs> it would just be one more on the list. That's yeah. why I, I approve. We both approve of you getting that power. Yes. That would just help us out immensely. Yeah, I've just, yep. And, uh, yeah. Plus and it I was would help also me with the furniture in... I get from him because then he could just kind of elementally manipulate it, make it look like no. Yeah. Boom. Damn. I, I was always. You come over and fix the couch whenever you're ready. Of, like the old school D&D and Advanced Dungeons and Dragons yeah. on, on PC. Played it on like uh, uh, the Apple II, Commodore 64. Um, so I've always been a big fan of those games, and I've gotten really big into the lore. And then for whatever reason, just life got in the way, and I got out of it. Uh, but yeah, that was always my fascination is just like looking at the the spells that they in, innately knew just because of the how they were born into it. Let, let yeah. me let me say this right now. This is crazy. Is like we've. We've all been talking and know each other how how each other how we all are now, like mm-hmm. in general, like from talking to each other from yeah. all the time past For couple a years. So it's crazy, like when you say what you're saying, what you would be. Yeah, it it makes sense to like when Tatarine yeah. said that it makes sense. <laughs> when you said that it makes sense. When you oh, said it, it makes just, sense. like yeah. it all makes sense to each other. Yeah, no, it's of what completely. we're saying because we all like, know each totally other now. Out. Yeah, Check like, out, like, there's no out. question about it. Like, like when no, I said yeah, that, there's no exactly question. We were, we're like, I can't see you being with, like, or I can't see you being this, or I can't. It was all like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? For, you ready for the next make sense moment? I want to see his big brother. Well, I think that one's rather obvious. Where's the one on the top? I'd probably be a wizard. I kind of spent yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of time studying. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shit I didn't want. The Masters kind of shows that off. But, yeah, no, I completely saw you as a wizard. Yeah. The other ones sound cool. He would be that old curmudgeon-y wizard. The old guy in the tower who's just sort of. The one that guards the library of knowledge. Won't let anybody read it. Yeah, nobody. Grumpy ass fucking. bitter and I've got too much. Get off my lawn, lizard. Just trying to make his patience, (laughs) like, hurl. He is Clint Eastwood in Gran yeah. Torino yeah. as a wizard. That's true. Get off that book. <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah, most of the time. Except with a magic yeah. wand. He's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> or just hits him with a broomstick. You know what? I, I want to say that's a witch. I them like, sitting there with a book, and all of a sudden the book so just like, while, while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Snapshot. So, so picture... If you really want a good idea of how Big Brother would be as a wizard, watch him look up like the playthrough of uh, of Discworld. The, the look up the playthrough of Discworld for either PC or PlayStation One, and it will send you through hilarious laughing fits. <laughs> it which it's just okay. so funny. You can just picture that as him. Plus, Eric Idle is the main voice of of Rincewind. Nice. All right. I think that's a squeaky wheel there. Squeaky wheels aside, this end segment <laughs> comes to a close, which brings our podcast to a close, unfortunately. You would like it, Kat. And we end off this podcast the same damn way every time with the thank yous. We want to thank you out with to... With tacos. Oh, I'm sorry. Mark well, Gargoso. 
which he actually commented on Lug Nuts after you did. Mike Garaguso. There you go. He's, uh, my, he's one of my best friends and my boss. And he said, that's an interesting billboard you have in between you two. So <laughs> with that comment, I kind of figured he knew you. I'm going to call him Mark now, though. It's going to be great. There you go. That's from me, Mark. I'm so busy that he cannot fire me. He wouldn't be able to afford to fire me for any reason right now, so I'm just going to get away with it. Yeah. Just call Mark all day. His name is Mark now. Welcome to the family, Mark. (laughs) Um, We also want to thank Jay Masters, as well as Joseph Kilmore, Yosef, as well as Kelly Collins for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast, (laughs) as well as one Mr. Mark Gervais. And we want to end off this podcast the same way we do every single week. A long draw and out goodbye. I am Matthew Bigger, the Matman. To my left is one Kelly Callens, our Iron Kelly. In the projector box, we have one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, one of a one. We also have our omnipotent presence that is our producer, big brother, Stephen Bucarell, taking our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo outside. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, Wall Jangers, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no, we're going to end it. Oh, no. He came back for the goodbye. Oh, no, we're going to end it. Oh, my gosh. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) He came back for the goodbye. We're doing it live. Play on the Jangers. That was a good segue. We're talking color schemes. Yeah, cat. So, luckily, I hit the record button right at the right time. So, we're thinking about color schemes for projangers and wall hangers. We want to do color schemes on the website. What are you thinking? First off, I have actually (laughs) studied colors, sir. I have a degree in uh, automotive technology and auto body repair technology. So, So, you're telling me that you want me to stop looking for IT jobs for you? I looked for colors, and, well, I, I know how colors work, and, I don't know, I, no, he's not, but <laughs> I, that's why I chose, as you can see, the very colorful gold <laughs> and red for Triforce Podcast, and we always oh, went with the black and white for Projangers, but Geek Squad, nice. I kind of, I don't know, I mean, I kind of feel like black and white for Projangers is really basic, and we are not. Well, when I think of passion and um, comics, I think of like reds and blues, like vibrant colors. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I don't shy away from color. So I am all for something that I think like expresses. We like that. What projangers are about, like that we're passionate about the things that we're talking about. So when you think of gaming and you think of comic books, you think of like... When you think of those colors, you're right. They're reds, greens, blues. You have, uh, you know, even... Not green, because you guys will be invisible. Well, yeah, no, I don't know what what he's doing. doing. (laughs) He has a couple new toys and he's trying... Oh, no, is that his... Hey, did you watch Sweet Tooth? Yes, I did. We We both watched... Every episode, and yeah. I fucking love that show. Me too. It's did you watch really Ragnarok? I haven't. I shot. I God. did check out the what trailer. I, 
I looked what at I the trailer, out, and it looks amazing. It is. Um, what I found out is the people who play the characters did the English dubs. Oh, that's awesome. Because it so looked like Norwegian kind of. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's in Norway. It takes place in Norway. Oh, man. It looked, it, from the trailer, it looked great. It looked like modern day Ragnarok. Yep. Guess what? It came, and you get a hammer. And I really dig that. I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, I I checked out Sweet Tooth, and the differences between comic and because like I, I've said on the podcast that I have checked out the first volume of the comic, and now watching that first season of the show, I feel like they're hand in hand, but they're like that Robert Kirkman Walking Dead to where mm-hmm. they're slightly different, and they're both glorious. Because this is Robert and Susan uh, Downey Jr.'s project. So, with that, with uh, the guy from uh, Zoo, if you've ever seen that show on Netflix to where animals take over the world, and he's Rafiki's pal, he's the guy Big Man, that di- that actor, fucking what love him. Uh, the guy who played Big Man, Jeopard. Yeah, and Sweet Tooth. But what was the other show? Uh, Zoo. It was, I think I watched that. It was the apocalypse, but, like, animals started, like, hey, fuck you, humans. We're all going to hunt you. Yeah, and it was, like, they he had his best friend, dead, Rafiki. he was alive. Yeah. It was, it was a really good show. About? Yeah, it was a really good show. It had a whole star-studded cast. It was really fucking dope. And a girl got her toe amputated? Yeah. Okay, that is the show that I'm thinking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a really good show. And it, it was took, a good show, and it ended abruptly. It did, man. I just think it lost, especially when I was watching, like, the last season, I'm like, all right, man, this is kind of like eating the same leftovers. You know, after a certain point, you're like, it's a little bit, you know, done, overcooked. We got to throw this out. I thought that the way that that last season of Zoo ended with the flying ones and it attacked and they killed Logan... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. And you're like, yo. Yeah, they did that thing. But I'm a, I'm an anime fan, so I'm used That's to that. It is yeah. not green, and it That's looks gray. That's not green. That you are. Until he puts his headphones. You are That's gray. That's not green. That's yeah, no. gray. You are gray like the original Incredible Hulk. That thing is gray. gray. It's not gray. Behind the green screen, you are gray. <laughs> it's like you have the. It's like the green screen is a secret, and you don't want anyone to see. Believe it or not, this. It's just not it's gray. That gray. Yeah, I like the other one better. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna keep the green screen a secret? Maybe. Nah. You could have secret messages <laughs> back there. Secret green screen. He yeah, starts off with a gray start screen. Start off in the end segment, by the way. By the way, this is, um, what shirt is this? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's quote. Scientifically yeah. literate, empower yourself. Empower something yourself else is full of shit. Something when someone else is full of shit. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yes. We have to get on the t-shirt game. Yes, we do. We do. And I like the I idea get back to, uh, of the original green screen. Like the shirt, the Marvel shirt that you have on right now. Those colors are really speaking to me. 
Oh yeah, man. That's why I love uh, it was it was Iron Man that I thought for Triforce is really because it was the yellow, that gold and red, that, yeah, that kind of clash red, right there. Maybe some blue. But oh my god, yeah, with the blue, yellow and red, uh blue, yellow and red. How about that? What I would really like is for us to go into some kind of accessories, like figure out a design and have it somewhere that we could put it like on pins or a wow. mug because I'm more likely to do that than I will get t-shirts too, but I also am really big into the accessories of things because then I can always have it on instead of like dedicating it to just a t-shirt. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I can always have the pin on my backpack or on my jacket or during every, um, I know I bought from her. Oh, is she supposed to be on today? No, but <clears throat> we're talking about I her. I bought from her. Yeah, we're, her we're talking about her, but we might as well reach out to her. She's in the chat, and then we can, you know, I, I want to get some merchandise for us, you hey, know? Hey, Gabby. Gabby. She probably has her headset on. I bought earrings and a necklace from her, and I was going to wear them on the show that she was on, but I don't know what the heck I did with them. Yeah, she's not going to be on today. Uh, I, I don't think, but <clears throat> we do want to get her on. I got this skeleton necklace, and I got these um, coffin earrings. Yeah, I'm, I, I just look at this art, and I I have been a huge art fan since I was young. My dad had a friend named Robin, and we like, had the I same birthday. Mm-hmm. And every birthday, he would Robin take me. Robin was awesome. He was. He and he took me to a different place, and you it, usually it was like a museum. We went to the uh, Aaron, uh, the one aircraft museum out in uh, what is it around like uh, like Downingtown. Yeah. Robin Bester uh, County Airport. Yes. Went there. He took me to um the obviously the Philadelphia Art Museum. Yeah, look at the eyeballs. He took me to the uh what's the one in New York? Uh right in Times Square. Uh the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And he took me to all, a whole bunch of these places and it really just <clears throat> I just really appreciated art after that. Even that, like, when Steve would buy comic books, I'd kind of flip through them. I would only read the – I wouldn't read the comic books. I would look at the art Sorry, Gabby. I found it myself. <laughs> I, I love I've been that other person. I love, but like I said, I'm more into, like, the jewelry and stuff because that's something. So here's the necklace. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That is cool. Did you see how huge it is? I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. And then these are the earrings. Old man's messing that. with uh, PIM particles right now. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so the coffin dog tags. Earrings. Oh, they're earrings, not dog they're tags. And um, all right, Ant Man. Well, like like bold statement pieces like this, I love this, and I will wear this at like conventions and stuff. It's a conversation starter, and they're just freaking cool. So Ant uh, Ant Man, we need to get her on. Stuff? The day that you shared her stuff oh, in the where, chat this and woman, invited where her is she? She's up here. Yes. I bought these. Is this her? Oh, that's yes, awesome. that's her. That necklace, go. but I now couldn't like, find uh, it. She's like, sitting she's in the chair and we're talking that, to her. So I got these. Yeah, I you just slapped her in she the face. She shipped them out <laughs> that day. There you go again. You hit her in the face again. Stop hitting the guest. <laughs> like Come a on. 1950s house husband. Did you hear me? No, I'm sorry. hitting the guest. I was hitting the guest right here. Again, again. God damn it. I ordered it the day that you put her in the group chat, and she shipped it that day. Wow. Awesome. She's great people. But old man, old ant man, we need to get get her on. Rachel is good people. We need to get her on. Rachel Matthews. Not related to Corey Matthews. I sent her a link. Or Dave. Huntsville, Alabama. Nice poll. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm really giving Kelly the most time I can. Kelly? Kelly is a surprise guest. He is a I'm surprise not, guest. Kelly Ooh. is is always. I'm gonna go sit on my ACL. No, something's not always a surprise guest. So okay. I have a question. Can we turn that black background that surrounds you green, for a chance? On Zoom. Yeah. Like on our Me? end. No, on no, our on end. our side. I want the surrounding. Point to it. Yeah. The uh, this. Um, you might have green. to check on the border. Oh, or right click on it here. Screen. And I go full screen. And it's not, I mean, it's better, but it's not like full full screen. But when there's it still two gives of this you, little black right here. It's such a huge gap. Yeah. We could like bump it up a bit. But, but that's know. really what we have this screen yeah. for. But that's way too much old man. And yeah. I feel like he's about to eat me. Yeah, that's why I suggest, you know, no. you figure. Yay, yeah, hey, there you go. But if you can be slightly more to the. Uh, you need to go slightly more to the this left. This is all awesome end credit segment stuff, though. <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> if you moved over in your chair, we could almost have like that old school like box boxing to max more, towards the Triforce. Oh no no no! I'll I'll, I'll just I'll just pan the cat uh, the uh, webcam. How about that? All right, well whatever. Properties. Configure video. If you were a little smaller, it would be like God, your. This is here. like a Sega CD game. It would be like uh, remember um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> this is amazing fucking end credit stuff. <laughs> Not for the audio listeners, but if for the audio listeners, the old man has a new setup. Go to djandwh.com and you can see it all. <laughs> As he cuts himself off, um, he's sitting on a chair of... So when we do uh, watch parties, this this is the screen we'll use, except we'll have to have something else in the background. Oh yeah. We well, we can't have the old man like nothingness behind, but no, we can. He can put like something up there, and then we just sit here. And watch. Oh well, or maybe I could share the screens, uh, share the stories, and it would just show. Oh shit, son! It's almost like we both got Streamlabs. <laughs> yes, sir. Are, why are you always eating before a podcast? You see, see how big the top and the bottom is. If we could just get that green, yeah, yeah, the but like the correct at least shade of green. Or if old man changes his color to that, then it would be fine. Or uh, a collage of um, give me that color green. I'll I'll spot it. Giggity. Um, yeah, behind you. Let's see how that works, and then. Uh... Um. Next okay. Thursday. I will be neck deep in graduation party stuff, so I probably That doesn't sound fun. No, that doesn't sound fun. Well, the party itself sounds fun. It sounds like my job. It's a lot lot of work. (laughs) Plus, my parents are coming up from Maryland, so I'm just giving you a heads up. More than likely, I won't be here next week. Okay. I'm a but boomer. If, I don't know um, any if send If we it. end up having that girl that did girl, the jewelry, what? I'll take a picture of either me or my daughter wearing the jewelry, and if you don't mind sharing it with us so she knows. Absolutely. I already left her a review on her Etsy shop. Um, but, no, there's a different kind of – a whole bunch of different ways that we can actually go through and get different uh, merchandise in the store and get a store. I know, you know. Yeah. Our, yeah, we'll Wix, work on it. our Wix page has that ab- ability. 
and oh, that's you know, a great idea on the Wix page. But yeah, I would like to yeah. get like I would like to get a mug because I'm a big mug person. You know, I'm always drinking. Oh, yeah. something. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great to have one of our mugs. Um, when then... Kelly gets here, I'm going to have him because it's the easiest and most simplest design. Our Facebook logo of the PJ and DWH. I want to get that, right. but with a a big black, like a thick black circle around it, and then that is the first logo, the first T-shirt, the first mug. You know, bumper sticker. You know, paddy wagon. Oh, not a bumper sticker. One that's a banner. <clears throat> no. Facebook. Page. We can make a Wonderful Woman pose shirt. <laughs> so I'm allowed to have the projangers and wall hangers paddy wagon. Nobody said no to that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm good. No objection, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the picture uh, Kelly sent of his uh, directions is 17 minutes away. I don't know when he sent it, but well, we've been talking close. for 14 minutes. Well, here's the thing that we can talk about and now because seconds. it is definitely end credit worthy, which is Nine. mother. Fucking hey. Loki. That could be. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I promised oh. I would wait until Sunday. So you guys go ahead and we'll talk, talk about, about it. That's it fine. I'll take I did not time. watch it. Well, oh I've God. been busy. We, uh, we, well, if you we haven't watched it either, either. then uh-huh. I can do spoiler-free uh, review of it. Is that It was good. Anakin watch Skywalker would hate you. parts of the episode, um, but I loved all of the episode. It was a true... Uh, wonder and Kevin Feige's remarks of that Loki being more influential than Wanda Vision or Falcon Winter Soldier to this point makes sense off of the first episode I'm sure you would agree Big Brother yeah because from what you get from the first episode the um, emotional range of Tom Hiddleston is amazing as always the perfect Loki and Owen Wilson, wow. That's all I got to say about him. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, he is good. Well, you know? This is, I think, that something that I've been saying for a long time is that I feel like a lot of these translate better into TV shows than they do. I have an yes. Owen Wilson, Owen so Wilson far, question. Everything that they have done has proven me right, and I feel like I should be getting some kind of... We call that residuals. Residuals. (laughs) I should be getting something. Well, talk to Kevin Feige on that one. I don't think he'll take my calls. You never know. Just say, I am Wonderful Woman, and he may answer. I don't think he has a Bill Murray number. Uh, I actually know someone who uh, did a movie with Bill Murray in the Philly area. So... Well, it's Bill I'm Murray. going to be he reaching be out to him anywhere. and have him on the podcast. Excellent. Um, what what did he do? Did he just know Bill Murray or have a Bill Murray story? He probably story? worked on the set. He worked on the movie, like actually like putting the movie together in post-production. He's probably got some stories. Okay. So he's got some stories. Okay, so he's post-production. Yeah, absolutely. We want them people well, on. I'll get my... I'll yeah. get all the behind-the-scenes people. Absolutely. Get my oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's all him. Just like uh, the one I reached uh, out to him earlier. He said he was he was uh, a little busy with with that project, but uh, whenever he gets time, oh, just absolutely. to reach out to him, check in with. Him. Oh yeah, he's, gonna, he's always he'll pop back on. He's always went to school with him at Actor Rare. Nice. Cool. So um, I really like that, but I also like the guy that Mark put out in the chat, um, David, uh, the indie 
film. Yeah, the, the the David Wester, B horror movie. Uh, Wester Westerberg Wester Westerbacher. I forget the name. Oh my Wicker. god. I forget the name. Look in the chat and uh, I actually looked up how to pronounce a bunch of names, which I will of course flub because I got a bunch of cameras and lights in my face. Well, one camera and a bunch of lights in my face. It's out part of, of your charm. Out of the it two is. of us, he's the better one at it. Maybe you've seen Lug Nuts. I picked a story just because I could pronounce the guy's name. <laughs> That's it. That it was, was a the, nice uh, story. Don't get me wrong. But it was the was compact. The cake. It was the compact uh, Maverick. The truck, ma- uh, the Ford Maverick. Story. I think his name is Dave Wiscavage. Yes. yes. Look up Suburban Sasquatch on Google. Yes. Like that was. Yeah, that was his movie. It's an indie film guy, and he just got into it by, and he didn't have any kind of classical training. He just really? went gray. Gray. Oh, that like- <laughs> really? he just he just went and he looked at movies that he liked. And him and his friend, I was just first little pass through of them is that he, him and his friend were just watching these B list movies, and they decided to make them. This is a scene from the ah. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, that's amazing. Those B movies, like I, I say it all the time. One of my favorite horrible movies ever is Rubber, and oh, Rubber so is I had I made, made Big sit Brother sit through that. It is the worst movie ever. I it's about a tire that oh, has. Oh, I think I've seen that. A isn't time. it awesome? <laughs> it's so horrible. I he kills a bunch of shit and then turns into a tricycle. It's one of those things that is enjoyable and it's like you have to take it for what it is. But yeah. Melasa Pastor is something that I never stop recommending to people. Because I need to watch that. I I feel like I that's Preacher that meets Jurassic future. Park. You are so wrong, but still <laughs> <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime and it's called Velasa Pastor. Okay, Velasa... Pastor as in religion. Yeah. Get ready to be nibbling on some calves because it's going to be a good podcast. <sighs> Our island cat. Might be actually <laughs> popping up. He's so cute. He really is so cute. Got to get them while their voices are cute. Perjangers, yeah. perjanging. Say that. Less cute when I say it. That's good enough. Well, there's that point where they lose their baby <laughs> voice and you start hearing <laughs> grown voice. Oh, no. Who could that be? Who could it be? Warning. Beware of foul language. That's motherfucking our Iron Kelly. Oh, and he's a bold Zabrowski. <sighs> so with that, Mike, there's a little thing right here. You're going to need to tighten it when you get it set to your face to where you like it. Because other than that, it will swing Right in your face. Yeah. It'll be full on oral. So last time I saw you guys, I was twenty pounds lighter. Or heavier. Heavier. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm look not, you, you look, look great, man. You look vastly you. you look great. And it's I was been too ask, long. When's the rest of you coming? But I guess he's <laughs> not gonna get here. Uh, we'll have to make we'll have to make new switch the uh, uh, end here so you can have it like mine and then just point it up at your face there. Yeah. Right in oh, your face hole. Hi. It doesn't block his. Uh, Hi. Oh, wonderful. Hey. Yep. 
Yeah, man. So, <laughs> our Aunt Kelly here. Chris that can only mean good things. Shenanigans. No one's going to steal the stuff out of the back of my truck, right? No. I don't I, think so. No, no. We're in Parkside, not Chester. That's a couple blocks away. That's what the real is. That's two and a half blocks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole two and a half blocks. The police are quite. For me, for me, it was, for me, it was 15 steps. We have, we have a camera out front. I'm sure you saw. Yes. Yeah. So we're fine. A lot like. Everybody's seen the camera. Starting this podcast. You're looking good there, sir. Thank you. So are you. (laughs) For the record, you all. Katerina. And three. <laughs> we're looking for three green stars, Two, and that we one. have. Yeah. So, you know what? We're not going to wait for Kelly. Uh, Big Brother, punch in the lives codes, and that's exactly what we want these fans to do, is punch in the live code right here to hit that subscribe button above my head, way above my head, and in between, actually, uh, old man and wonderful woman, and then right above old man's face that's going to be the very best purge hangers wall hangers video for you and then above katarina the wonderful woman you will find every single triforce podcast in a playlist and of course as our main man connor always says one punch one punch you were supposed to laugh like you do on the end of it one punch. <laughs>